everybody to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am Big Kurt on Twitter, at B1GKURT. I am Jeffrey the Greek, at Jeffrey the Greek. If you are listening to our voices right now, right now that means you're listening to the podcast, which we very much appreciate. And if you are a person that shares the podcast... We kind of maybe even appreciate that a little bit more. Please keep doing that. Yes, we do. And got a little bump from our last episode with uh, Pick 6 Previews. Pick 6 Previews. We yeah. love you. We love you. Always have, even a little bit more so now. He may get a mention at some point in this podcast. <laughs> or several moving forward. Um, so we got uh, we got three kind of milestones or big, big parts of today. Mm-hmm. Here's what they are. So first of all, it's May 4th. Ah, so May the 4th means- be with you. Nice. Yes. nice. I didn't even think about that today. I, I don't. I guess I don't even know what level of Star Wars fandom are you. I would put myself pretty firmly in the middle. Okay. I love the original movie. Sure. The Empire is the best of all of them. I think done. easily. Not it, only the best of all of them, it's one of the best movies to me of my entire life. Yes, and especially childhood. And it tails off a little with the Ewoks, and then after that, I'm just kind of eh, okay. whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I go. I see the new movies. I think they're good i just don't think they're great i understand i yeah. think most people probably share that yeah okay good i, I was actually i was picturing you poo-pooing no i don't I poo-poo was, and then i was going to drop a i find your lack of faith <laughs> okay. disturbing but well, you didn't even give me a chance to oh, use well, it sorry, sorry about I, that. I, I wedged it in there anyways yeah. uh number two it's kentucky derby it yeah. is which is one of my favorite sporting days of the year i put it up there with sunday at the masters v- really oh that yeah hi have you been I have been one time. It was probably two thousand eight, nine, somewhere around there. Okay. And the the one thing, the one takeaway, I went to the race, uh, spent the whole day at the race, was in this little VIP section in the infield, and never laid eyes on a horse directly <laughs> the entire time. I'm not even joking. Like there were TVs everywhere. I you know watched every race, bet on every race, did not see a horse the entire day. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. And it's also, the track is beautiful. Yeah. It's in one of the worst neighborhoods I've ever seen in my I've entire life. I've been to Churchill Downs. Okay. I actually uh, bet on horses the, the week after okay. the Kentucky so Derby. So there was, was nobody a, there. Nobody there. <laughs> right. A lot less expensive. I was Mel the Toasted the entire day. But yeah, you're right. It was, and it was deathly hot. I, I was just, I yeah. was just dripping sweat the whole time. But good time. I mean, I, I had I had a blast. blast at the Derby. It yeah. was awesome. Um, and then because it is the Derby, that brings us to the third thing. This is our one-year anniversary of recording our first podcast. Are you sure about that? 100%, because it was we had meant to record, meant to record, and then it finally worked out. You know, all the equipment came together, whatever. Okay. And we recorded after I was at my na- my neighborhood as a big derby party. Okay. You can gamble at it and everything. I remember yes, that now. I, I remember got, you being dressed up. Of, yes, I was it, dressed in up the in derby my stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then I was, again, uh, not sober. And then we recorded the podcast, which led to the infamous uniform podcast. That was the uniform podcast. Yeah, that day. Wow, one year anniversary. I didn't even get you anything. <laughs> yeah, I did not get you anything either in true dude form. I feel so, bad. Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to go over today, a couple housekeeping items, right? And then yep. we'll get into Big Kurt was nice enough to do a deep dive into... Uh, 40 times overall testing times, yep. and we're going to do a little... Of the NFL Combine. Of the NFL Combine, excuse me. We're going to do a little Big Ten comparison to SEC. Yep, some number crunching. Yeah, okay. So first thought, we'll go with housekeeping. Housekeeping! Housekeeping! 
All right, starting with this just happened today. Brandon Peters, quarterback from Michigan, has entered the transfer portal. Yeah. And per pick six previews, now 17 of the top 25 quarterbacks from the 2016 recruiting class have transferred. That's insane. And this, to me, is kind of the... the That's 68%. Wow. And, and that, to me, this is kind of the good side, in a way, of the transfer portal, because I feel like it evens the playing field a little bit. I, Especially with these quarterbacks, they're always going to transfer down, right? And so you ha- you have more talent getting on the field at more more programs. I th- I think as I've compared heard, to five years ago. I have heard that from other podcasts. I definitely see the point. Um, as long as it's <laughs> the 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 guy third in the depth chart or depth chart or, or lower, when you see a backup leave, I guess to me I don't like that because then that means at potentially a big school or any school for that matter, the top quarterback goes down. And now all of a sudden you've got a drop all the way to the third or fourth guy. Yeah. So I think that hurts. The other thing I would like to say too is, um, I, I, you know, no disrespect to Peters, but there's no doubt in my mind he's the third best quarterback. Oh yeah. On the team. And the other thing I would say is the third best quarterback on the team. Were this, this it didn't take the transfer portal for that to start happening. The third quarterback on teams have it's been good transferring point. for a long time, but they haven't always been eligible right away. That's a good point. Yeah, you would always sit out, right? But yeah, quarterback is that one position where you know the proverbial only one person gets the ball type right. of deal. So I yeah, so it's it's not a more. new trend. That's right. true. I just think it's it's different because more of them are eligible right away. All right, moving on. Nice transition here. I bring this up because it, it's kind of taken off on Twitter. Have you heard the hashtag free Luke Ford? I, I've seen, I haven't seen, okay, I haven't seen the hashtag free Luke Ford, but I have seen a ton of non Illini fans yes. catching on and saying yep. this is BS that he's not eligible. Right. So Luke Ford is the tight end at Illinois who transferred from Georgia. He was a top 50 player in the country the previous year's uh, recruiting class. He filed a, what's called a family hardship waiver, and it was denied. Now, here by the rules he does not he does not fit into this waiver according to the rules okay because if you are filing for a family hardship it has to be a direct family member he was filing for his grandfather who's an older gentleman who's who's not doing that well probably doesn't have a whole lot of time left i hope he does um and it has the school you're transferring to needs to be within 100 miles radius of that sick family member so he doesn't qualify for either of those okay okay now the 100-mile thing is total BS because Illinois is the closest Power 5 school to his home in Centerville, Illinois. Really? Yep, closest P5 school. So, yeah, he, he could t- he would, transfer to Southern Illinois okay. or something. Well, that's FCS. But um, And the other thing, if I still believe if he was transferring to Michigan or Ohio State, he would be eligible. And certainly I think people are upset because of the sick relative part of the equation – Mostly people are upset what you just said. It's, it's yeah. crap that, and it's other... crap that this waiver gets denied when I don't. I'm not starting, and that gets you know accepted. So what he's doing, uh, speaking of, he has hired Tom Mars, a lawyer, the same lawyer that represented Shea Patterson and Justin Fields in their transfer, and he's going. To, they're going to go a different route now. There's a different type of waiver called mitigating circumstances, which means quote, and this is how Shea Patterson and Justin Fields got their eligibility. Quote, uh, circumstances out of the student-athlete's control and directly impact the safety and well-being of the student-athlete. So Tom Mars is quoted as saying, "I not, not these direct words, but more or less, I expect Luke Ford to play this year. 
if he said it, then I expect Luke Ford to play this year. <laughs> I do too. And here's the one thing that a lot of the approved waivers have in common is a coaching change. Now, Georgia did not have a head coaching change, but Luke Ford's special teams and tight ends coach both left. Okay. So I think that's the argument they're going after. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, that's all I have for housekeeping. And we can't go down this path again, but it's hard for me to just completely <laughs> keep my mouth shut. The transfer portal is bad for college football I think in general, too. at least for the fans. Everybody, like, I have heard in, again, more recent podcasts, listening to you know Rivals Radio, mm-hmm. the worm has seemed to turn a little bit. You now, think so? Now suddenly people are saying, you know. Maybe this may- isn't the greatest thing. How how did how did it take I know five hundred examples for them to start wait a second now in. this is getting crazy are we are we that intelligent on this podcast I because guess we literally saw it yeah. coming before it was even fully engaged both of us strongly were against the the the, the loosened you know transfer ability of, yeah. of players and we'll talk about it more some other time but basically it has to be concrete. Yeah, rules and, here's and the regulations, thing. and and there needs to be consequences back from the student athlete. Yeah. If he chooses to put his name in the portal, I don't know how else you can do this. This is how, it, to me, it should be. You want your name in your portal? Your scholarship's gone. That's it. Oh, uh, that that's not bad. Okay, yeah, great. We you go tra- anywhere you want. Scholarship's gone. Correct. I like that. That's you can't, a good you can't one. come back here. Okay. Yep. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. The thing that amazes me about this is it's almost as if the NCAA, I mean, I know they don't care about their image, but it's like they're saying, we know that you know that we don't care, and we don't care that you know. (laughs) Because think about it. Oh, I'm not starting. I want to transfer. Okay, go ahead. You're immediately eligible. Oh, I got a a sick family member. Sorry. Nope. You can't transfer and play right away. I, I just don't get it. Does not compute with me. No. No. All right. Well, moving on. All right. Here we go. Well, let's. Uh, would you like to just talk in general about the draft first? Just, sure. Just little tidbits. What, yeah. what were your thoughts about the draft? Any anything you liked, disliked? Um, Big Ten players, I, I guess, any other players? Yeah. I mean, to me, the draft and just the uh, uh, combine in general, mm-hmm. I felt like the top fifty players were as talented or more talented than. Any draft I can okay. remember. I mean, you were getting – there are times where you pick 23rd and you're not getting a quote-unquote yeah. first-round talent. Sure. There were times in this draft where I felt like you were picking 38th and you were getting a first-round. Right. Do, do you agree with that? Or? Uh, so I, I, I'm going to start by saying I paid less attention draft days to this draft than I have in years because I was on a guy's trip in Portland, Oregon. So I just – I didn't get – to really dive in until after the draft, but yeah, that I may agree with that because where did where did the the famed DK Metcalf get drafted? Wasn't the very end of the second round, right. I think. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, this is maybe the best wide receiver in the whole draft that can only run in one direction." We're in one, in one right. direction, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you you may have a good point there. The one thing that I was ecstatic about was Nick Allegretti, the offensive guard from Illinois, getting drafted. I didn't think he was going to get drafted. Uh, he had a great workout. He was the number one at his position in the Wonderlick. So I thought maybe he's got a chance. I still didn't think he was getting drafted. Seventh round to the Chiefs, 216 overall. Way right. to go, Nick. Yeah. Um, what about your Giants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Vickert uh, asked me and then smiled and took a drink of water. <laughs> um, okay. Here, here's, here's Well, they got Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. And no, a good edge guy, right? But the weird thing is, is there was a lot of people that, for whatever reason, probably, again, because this draft was so stacked with defensive linemen, mm-hmm. Uh, they viewed Dexter Lawrence as more just a plugger, not a, okay. a difference, like a solid plugger. So sure. there some people didn't even have him go in the first round. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Daniel. Okay. The, the Giants took Daniel Jones. Right. That's X. Um, and would that have been my choice? No. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, who was out there? The uh, uh, well, Haskins was still there. Well, yeah, has but I'm talking. Uh, who's the uh, who's the edge? rusher um, uh, josh allen josh allen sorry yeah. um that, that that's what i would say I, I mean they need an edge rusher i think he's like literally has a chance to be a generational type okay. of rush the passer type of guy hmm. but dave gettleman was convinced uh-huh. there was at least two teams <laughs> there was at least two teams that were like Going to jump on Daniel Jones. That's how he talks, okay. by the way. Okay. Thick Boston accent. If like I made a joke on Twitter, if I called a you know a one eight hundred number for like customer service because I needed help on like a product, uh-huh. and somebody with Dave Gettleman's voice right. answered the phone, I would hang up <laughs> and call back up. to see sure. if I can get a different. Of course. Like he just I don't know doesn't doesn't right. instill confidence in me when he talks. Long story short, I think he got duped. I don't. I think Daniel yeah. Jones would have been available with their their second pick in the first round. And where was that? Seventeen. Yeah, I think he probably would have too. But with that being said, two things. Number one, we we think we know that we don't really True. know that. Um, and the other thing too is then it just got overboard. Like things are want to do these days, where it's like Daniel Jones. You know, it, like it looks like he throws a pumpkin because he's that bad at playing quarterback. <laughs> okay. that, like, I've watched the guy play. He he is pretty talented. Sure. You know, you know, the point I'm trying to make is let's maybe watch it play out a little bit. If sure. Daniel Jones winds up being really good. Yeah. They'll look then it's worth like the geniuses. Right. Then it's worth the pick. I just still can't believe that anybody passed on Dwayne Haskins. Okay. If they had the chance to take him, All you right. know, if they needed a quarterback. Can I can I say <laughs> go for it? All right, this is the darkest of darks. Okay. Okay, and feel free to <laughs> cut this out of the podcast if you think this is stupid, okay. but I'm just going to share this. Okay. So this is the time of the year where I play I play Madden because it's around the draft, and that's my favorite okay. part of playing Madden. You play franchise, and, you, you know, you play – I play a few of the games of the year. I pretty much simulate everything because I just want to draft. I just wanna, that's I've heard favorite. of the game. Yeah, okay. Lots of people still play it. It's a popular game. Anyways. I'll take your word um, for it. You can, you can download the current draft. So there's, you know, some – Techie Which, type of nerd out there that goes through and literally right. plugs in the the draft class all the way through like the and seventh I'll, round. I'll admit that is pretty cool. That is cool. So you are literally drafting again all the guys that were just uh-huh. you know drafted Kyler Murray, freaking everybody. Okay, mm-hmm. for my draft for the Giants. Okay, I I had two picks in the first round. I took Dwayne Haskins. Okay, and then I took Montez Sweat. Okay, and then I and then I took uh, Terry McLaurin. Okay, with my third pick. The Washington Redskins selected Dwayne Haskins, Montez Sweat, and Terry McLaurin. They literally did in real life what I did digitally like a month ago. So that's that's kind of freaky to me. That's kind of freaky. I'm glad you brought it up because that's in my notes. I thought the Redskins had an awesome draft. They also got Bryce Love, which maybe yeah. maybe a little bit under yeah. the radar. Those four guys, wow. Yeah, no, I, awesome I hate, and I hate it because I hate the Redskins. So, and just a little bit on the Packers. I like Rashawn Gary. I like Darnell Savage. I thought they reached a little bit on both of those picks. I'm glad we have them. I just thought they could have 
waited a little longer and got I mean, those guys. Rashawn Gary seems to have boomer bust written. Yes, like, I agree because with you. there are some people that think the reason he didn't have uh, stats that jumped off the page because that was not his job at Michigan for what they well, wanted. Well, he was him. injured a lot last and year. And then he was injured. Yeah. So I think people, it's either, uh, people was are not he, mentioning that. Yeah, he was injured, or, and it was was he in the right system, or is it the quote-unquote no motor, you know, or doesn't have a, yeah. a, a motor on every play type of deal. I don't know. Yeah. But okay. I'm excited about Savage. And then I was really hoping, so they didn't get TJ Hawkinson. That's who I wanted to drop to the Packers, the first one. They could have drafted Noah Fant, and they still didn't. I, I wanted one of the two Iowa tight ends. Yeah, I felt like a lot of my no Packer way. buddies were definitely high up. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously for me as an Iowa fan, I would, you know, you've already brought it up. But the first time in the history of the NFL draft that two tight ends from the, from the same, same Is that right? Went, first, went wow, the first round. that's crazy. Um, also, like the Broncos, Drew Locke and Noah Fant. Okay. I thought they had a pretty good draft. And then I think we do we bring up my tweet that dang near went viral. I don't know what the oh, rules okay. are. Yeah, you should probably. But I, I mean, I I nudged, I poked yes, fun at yes. Nebraska fans for not having a uh, player drafted in this draft. So two things. Number one, that's I mean that's crazy that it had been since I think nineteen. It was like fifty nine years. Or yeah, something that like they that? had a player drafted. Yeah, so that's, that's an amazing. That's streak. incredible. The other Credit thing to too them. is they should have had a player drafted because I feel like Morgan uh, Stanley Jr. He, he's, I can't believe he didn't get drafted. I, I mean, that guy is going to be a, I, I think he'll stick on a team. I think so too. Yeah. I, I think no doubt. Yeah. So, well, anyway, so this brings us to the next segment, okay. which is we're going to analyze some numbers from the NFL combine. And I got this idea just cause I am so sick and tired of seeing on Twitter, on ESPN, you know, everywhere, this thing about SEC speed. SEC speed. And it's even, like, it's permeated so far that it's kind of put a spell, I feel like, on non-SEC people where they just, yeah, of course, SEC speed, right? They're the, they're, they're the fastest. Everyone knows that. So I decided to take a look and see how true that really was. Okay. So what I did is I downloaded the entire Combine results. Everyone that participated in the Combine put it in a spreadsheet. And I've done a couple things. I separated linemen from skill player. I threw sure. out quarterback. Quarterback's yeah. not even – I just that's, you know, yep. off position. But I wanted to look at skill player. No quarterbacks, no O-linemen. Right? Uh, no, we've got O-linemen. Well, but we're going to mostly focus on – We're going to focus more on D-line. But the, the O-line – yeah, I guess you're right. We'll focus more on D-line. But the O-line will be involved. Um, so I took and parsed out just Big Ten and SEC players. I wanted to look at the – the two conferences because this is a big Ted podcast. So throughout all the other conferences, we're just talking about big 10 players and sec players here. And I wanted to see how much faster is the sec than the big 10 overall. So I, I averaged all the 40 times of all the skilled players that, that ran in the combine. So running back. So this includes running all running backs, including fullback. I threw, I could have yeah, left them yeah. out, but I threw them in there. Uh, wide receivers, tight ends, linebackers, cornerbacks, safeties. Okay. So nobody interior, no quarterback. Okay. These are just the skilled players. So the average 40 time that was ran by the Big Ten in the NFL Combine 2019 was a 4.54 40. Which okay. is smoking to me. It's that smoking. Seems, yeah. Right. As an average. So right. You're, you're talking about linebackers in there, too. And tight ends. Right. Now, so 4.54. The SEC... Their average was 4.57. Okay. So the Big Ten, on average, was faster than the SEC Boom. in right the there. NFL Combine. 
Not by that, much, that, but they were. If you the ten thousand foot view right there, that's, that's right. huge. That's the ten thousand foot view, and 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 here's something I'd like to point out. Let's say it was reversed. Even in that capacity, you could say, look how close the sure. Big Ten actually is to the SEC and really kind of throw that overused statement on its ear with that. But we're a step further than right. that. Not only are we the Big Ten really close, the Big Ten's actually faster, faster. overall. And I'll admit, I guess I'm under that spell, too, because I thought I'd crunch these numbers, and I thought the Big Ten and SEC would be very close, and I figured the edge would go to the SEC. But the edge went to the Big Ten. Boom. Now... If we go, if we get rid of skill positions and we just look at offensive and defensive lines. Okay. All right. Let's go back like 12 years when Florida kicked Ohio State's ass and then LSU the next year kicked Ohio State's ass. Back in that era, I always thought the reason the the SEC was better than all other conferences, because they were back then, I thought it was on the defensive line. I thought their defensive line was not only big, but faster than every other conference out there. So I have that stigma, like that thing in my head to this day. I, I still have, I kind of feel like, well, they're probably a little faster than the defensive line. So let's take a look at the defensive lines. All right. If you're looking at just Big Ten offensive defensive linemen combined, the average that they ran in the three cone drill was a 7.41. Okay. okay, hang on to that number. If you move over to the SEC, the average they ran in the three-cone was a 7.67. Seven. That's a huge gap. That's not just a little gap. That is enormous. That is a chasm. Yeah. The Big Ten is dramatically faster in the three-cone drill. Okay, now let's— now, And I, know, I don't know how much you dug into that, but is it possible that there's just a lot of fat— uh, SEC old linemen and I didn't drugged. dig that far. Okay, but but that that could be possible. Now, if we move over to the shuttle, the Big Ten ran an average of four five two. The SEC ran an average of four six five. Wow! Again, yeah. a pretty big difference. Yeah. So if you're again looking at the ten thousand foot view, the Big Ten's faster at the skill positions and the D- and the line positions. Yeah, which. I'll be honest, Overall. I didn't really expect that. Again, I would go back to, I guess, the same argument I made. Even if it was close, it would put this stupid thing to, to, to rest sure. to a certain degree. But it's beyond that. It's the a Big dramatic difference. Dra- dramatically better. Yeah. yeah. And I should point out, I, I haven't mentioned it yet, but I got this information from Pro, Pro Football Reference, which is a great site. Okay. Really easy to parse the information. You can export it in CSV. Um, now, if we want to dig a little bit deeper, because I thought, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I still feel like there's probably areas where the SEC has an advantage in speed. So I took each individual skill position. I didn't break down the lines any further than what we just discussed there. Yep. But each individual s- skill position, and I just divided the first. I, I put a line at the first six players. So if you combine the SEC and Big Ten together, yep. uh, fastest to slowest, I drew a line at six. Just want to see where the elite players were at sure. each position. Sure. So let's start at Big Ten. Of those six, three to the SEC, three to the Big Ten. So it's pretty much an and even this is, split. Sorry, what position? This is tight end position. Okay. So you got, you know, obviously Noah Fatt and TJ Hawkinson are up there. Zach Gentry's up there as well. And then the other three are SEC players. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to safety. Now, here's where you do see a difference. The SEC wins out here. They have 
uh, four of the top six players combined SEC and Big Ten. Big Ten has two. And, of course, they had the fastest guy in the entire draft, which was Zedrick Woods. Who, but who kind did of not a, get drafted. I was which say, is a little a, bit of knock yeah. on him. So odd that the fastest person in the draft is a safety. Very even, odd. Yep. Even more odd that the fastest person in the draft doesn't even get drafted. Crazy. Yeah. And I mean, just or at the combine, I should and say, you would think just that speed alone at the safety let's position. Take a shot. Well, let's take Seventh a shot round. on this Let's guy. just see what he does. Yeah. So he did go to the Jaguars with a free agent contract, but so that's one tie and one in favor of the SEC. So if you want to, yeah, keep yep. keep tally yep. here. Now let's move on to running back. Again, it's a three to three tie. You draw a line at the top six. You've got three SEC guys, three Big Ten guys. The there was a shared. Uh, top time here between Jordan Scarlett of Florida and Mike Weber of Ohio State at a four four seven. So we got a, we got a tie there. We got another tie there. Okay. All right. Let's move on to linebacker. This is where I thought the Big Ten would probably have an advantage, but it's a push again. You've got three uh, three SEC guys with three Big Ten guys. The one that sticks out to me, actually, two of them, Blake Cashman, Ryan Connolly, are both in the top six at their position. Yeah. Between the two conferences, Blake both- Cashman. Both walk-ons. Scorching. At, Dude. That was a huge. Four five flat. <laughs> Amazing. That's flying. A walk-on. Okay, so another push there. Moving on to wide receiver. I thought Big Ten would have the advantage here. Just because of straight Ohio State. A straight Ohio yeah. State. They don't. It was two in two in favor of the Big Ten, four in favor of the SEC. So you give the edge to the SEC here. But you have, at the seventh position, you have another Ohio State guy. So it would be three to four. They'd still be at a disadvantage. But you had, obviously, Paris Campbell in the 4-3-1. And then Terry McLaurin running the four three five. So, but I but I would like to point out that um, Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, uh, not only did they run awesome forty times, they also had amazing three cone and shuttle times. Yeah, whereas DK Metcalf <laughs> is still running his three cone shuttle. Poor, so. poor DK, he's never going to live that down. Still running the shuttle. So edge to the SEC there, and then finally cornerbacks. This is where I expected the SEC to win. It actually was a push. Three to the SEC, three to the Big Ten. So they win overall. If you're looking at the elite. Just the top, top of the top. Yeah, but it's, and but it's again, this very is, close. This is, this is very close. Yeah. So at least in 2019, I think we can put to bed this idea of SEC speed. In fact, I think we need to come up with our own phrase. We need to fit in as much as possible on this podcast. Big Ten speed. Big 10 speed. That's right. Or baby. just big speed. Big speed. That's right. I like that one better. The, fast, the fact of the matter is um, there is there's a finite amount of very fast players. Yep. Um, but yet, with that being said, they, they typically go to the top schools. And right. And if you're – long story short, it's more about the top schools having speed – Yes. As compared to one conference having correct governorship over all right. of the speed. Um, I Then I would go even further to say the SEC, and then you could even throw out, you know, throw in there the Big 12. I know we, they're not a part of this stat situation, but I don't think it's a uh, – uh, I'm going out on a limb when I say a ton of the speed is in the South. Correct. Where the population sure. move has gone. Yep. The SEC should dwarf – the Big Ten in this type in theory, of thing. Yeah. The fact that they don't is embarrassing to them, to me. A little bit. They 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 are literally able to fish in a pond that is right. stocked with fish <laughs> Correct. all the time. 
we have to, the Big Ten has to figure our way to get into that pond right. to fish. It's not on our backyard. We have to, to travel to said That's pond. Right. And yet somehow we're able to pull right at about the same amount of fish or in some cases or in some way at the 10,000 foot view better, more fish yeah. in that situation. Well, I think we, we've shown at the 10,000 foot view better for sure. When you focus in a little bit, there are areas where the SEC is better. I think that's the takeaway here. Yeah. Um, I just – there the Big Ten, you know, stodginess versus the SEC speed. Th- this isn't a Twitter thing. This has been around since I was a kid. Oh, this on Sirius XM. 30, 40 years old. College – they still talk about it. They still act like it's like 1968 and Woody yeah. Hayes is coaching. Yeah. It's not three yards of a cloud of dust anymore, guys. Wake up. I mean, there's a lot of misnomers that are out there about uh, conferences and teams. That could be that could be a brainstorm podcast right there. I have seen Big 12 fans get pretty annoyed by, you know, the no defense is played in the Big 12 sure. thing. Um, now, I've joined in on that at times. Don't oh, get I, me wrong. Yeah, but I, I this believe is, that's valid. Th- there's validness to us, but this is part of how I would explain it there is certainly more of a commitment to play defense in the Big Ten and the right. SEC, with that being said. But there's probably more of a commitment to throw the ball down the field and score on there big plays is. in the in the Big 12. My, the point I'm trying to make is he gets into the styles make the fight type of thing. The style that Big 12 teams typically adhere to does not lend itself into – having good defense. Well, and I think part of that goes back to your first goal is to win your conference. You can't do anything if you don't win your conference, right? Right. So you got to play the game. That's their game. Their yeah. game is offense. If and you're then, not scoring 40 point, points a game, you're not going to win in, in the Big 12. And that's – so it's either it's either adapt or die right. in that capacity. So. Which hurts them in the long run in terms of college football playoff and, and national championships. But you, you got to do it. So the good thing is because Big Kurt is – you know, he's just a good guy. He went out and did all this work for you Big Ten listeners right here. So if you get into that water cooler fight with yeah. that blockheaded SEC fan and you say, actually, the Big Ten's not only not slower than the SEC, I've got data to prove that, that, they're, faster. that they're faster. And if he's like, hell no, man, that ain't true, you can just give him to, to this podcast. and Go to Pro Football Reference or else just hit me up, DM me, and I'll email you my spreadsheet that I parsed Slide out. into Big Kurt's DMs That's right. and give you all the data you need. That's right, baby. Hey, right, man, that was fun. Yeah, short one today. Did we actually do a short podcast? We're only at 30 time? minutes right now. Do you, you want to just like start making stuff up, or what are we supposed to do at this well, point? Let's talk about the ponies. Who we got today? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't either. I haven't looked at it. Yeah. I, uh, I wish that I... I I wish I could be a part of just naming a horse that would be in the Derby. That's one's the name only... was Tax. Yeah, I, it's I, one you can't forget. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Not like a good that. name Did though. Did you see the other one? Win, win, win. That's I it. I didn't see that one, but that's pretty bad. That's pretty awful yeah. to myself too. If yeah. I had a horse, his name would be Little Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little Yeri. Little Yeri. All right, man. I think that's all we get. We can do a short one for. Yeah, once, let's right? do a short one. Let's okay. wrap it up. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll probably do another one in a week, right? There's yeah, a couple ones. I'll be around. So, around. So I have to apologize. I've been traveling yeah. so freaking much for yeah. work and for for personal reasons that I just have not been available to do this. So I, I'm at fault uh, in the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, get your, the reason we haven't done get your priorities straight, man. Yeah, I know exactly. But I should be home for the next couple months. Not no big trips. So looking forward to doing more regular podcasts, one a week, hopefully. I appreciate the effort either way. We both appreciate you listening to the Eyes on Big podcast. This is Jeffrey the Greek. And this is Big Kurt. All right, talk to you soon. All right, bye.